Hi, Andy. Good afternoon, Linda. Andy. Linda. <laughs> what does squirrel poop look like? Ooh, good question. I don't actually know. Will um, you Google it for me since you're at a computer? Uh, yeah, sure. You can call me up and just tell me to Google poop for you. That's fine. <laughs> Let's see here. You, you called me up. <laughs> okay, technically... Uh, okay, it looks like uh, little nuggets. Are they like tiny and round? They're not, I mean, not really round. They're kind of shaped like a little caterpillar chrysalis or something. Oh, okay. Like a, like a big grain of rice. Got it. Cool. Yeah. There's a bunch of like little pebble shaped somethings in this flower bed I'm digging out. I don't think so. I'm not actually sure. I should know this. We had a squirrel infestation in our house that we had to deal with. Uh, oh wow! Years ago, uh, they are really what not, are they? They are not nice creatures. No, we heard them in our walls. Um, I think I told you about it. We thought it was like rats or something, but we got to the bottom of it. We're pretty sure it was squirrels. Mm. Mm. I don't chasing like chasing each other. I don't like them. They uh, they get in. They make a big mess. They're uh, rude. I was uh, yeah. I, I was on the roof of our house once, uh, just you know doing some house stuff. I forget what, and you know you think that if a squirrel sees you on the roof, it's gonna like not go near you. But actually, they kind of got up there and like screeched at me and hissed and like Whoa. Kinda, like running at me as if they were gonna try and fuck me up. And I was like, yo, I got a lot of got a lot of size in this here uh, relationship, so yeah. it's not gonna go well for you. But you know maybe they could stick, maybe they could smell my fear. I didn't want to fall off the roof. Yeah, seriously. Maybe you were near their babies. Probably. They were living in our attic, so, you know, they might have been mad. I keep hitting, like, crazy old tiles. Yeah, out there in the garden? Bed. Yeah. Garden afternoon. It's a beautiful day here. Is it beautiful up there? Oh, it is. It's a, it's a good time to spend time in the garden. I think I'm going to follow your follow your uh, example later this week. Yeah. And start cleaning up our garden, too, for the spring. Yeah, it's great, because you get all the outdoor space, but you don't have to be near anyone. Yeah. It's just like, you know, little things. I feel like getting some dirt under your fingernails has got to feel good. Uh, it feels you know, really good. Given how, yeah. how like, uh, you know, sterile all of our environments have been for, yeah. for uh, you know, the past three weeks. Can you believe it's been like three, three plus weeks already? It's, it's, time is weird. Uh, time is weird because it feels longer and shorter than that. It does. It feels like both. Uh, yeah. Somebody on Tuesday this week was like, hey, everybody, just letting you know, it's been a month since Super Tuesday. And I was like, Christ almighty. How? <laughs> how is that only a month? Wow. Uh, I feel like I've lived and died a hundred lives since Super Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, how are you feeling today, Linda? Weird. How are you? Today's good. Today's a good day. Today's a better day. You've had some rough ones in there? Yeah, I had some work-related anxiety um, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, going back to work was not as easy as I hoped it would be. Yeah, you were you were you, you were surprisingly confident about it when we last talked. You were like, "Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna get in there and do work." And I was like, "Wow, I'm having a hard time doing any work." So good for you. Yeah, well, because yeah. I think like I was already working during all of this madness, but it right. wasn't quite at the level that it is. You were uh, because because you had good ideas and you felt inspired, not because you had to, you know. Yeah, and we also had like. Well, I mean, I think like the the first like bad week of the quarantining and outbreaks and stuff was our retreat week at work. Yeah. So right. it wasn't like a normal like be productive uh, work week. Yeah. 
I find it very yeah. hard to be like, ah, time to go do a normal job and just uh, yeah. do do the job while the whole world burns. Yeah, a lot of people are feeling that way, I think. Yeah, I imagine managing a team has got to be hard right now. I mean, like, it's just... Oh, God. It's just, everybody's a mess, and I don't know. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no answer for anybody except for, oh, uh, well... I saw um, you posted that thing that uh, oh I'm gonna forget his name. What's his Sizemore. Name yes, thank you, David Sizemore. Uh, posted him and he said that his boss said something to him or his team that was like, uh, you know, you're not gonna look back on this time and think about anything but how you felt and your emotional health, and you're not gonna worry about how productive you were. So, you know, right. You're gonna look back and think about now. how you protected your family, right? And not so, like how productive you pretended to be. Yeah, exactly. For your team. That's yeah. a good. Which is a good. A good uh, context to put things in, and those of us that are, have jobs where you can actually have the freedom to say, hey, everybody, don't worry about being super productive this week. Uh, you should take that advantage whenever we can. Right. And then, like, it's it's hard being the person in, like, the middle part of management where you have to, like, deliver that news to the senior senior management and be like, no, this is really happening. Yeah. People are really slowing down. Yeah. And, yeah, it's gonna be tough for a while and then of course you know the senior management is like hmm well we're also losing customers and uh you know some of our customers can't pay their bills and so we have this going on and also everybody's being less productive and you know just the, the whole world's kind of right. going to a halt right so it's like anxiety for everyone i'm sure there's more people out sick on average now than before too across, oh, yeah. across everybody's teams all over so lots of mental health lots of bereavement yeah yep lots of everything um, so it's a time yeah. for just lots of everything, Linda. Yeah, too much. Very extra right now, world. So extra. And I'm digging sticks out of Lenny's favorite place to hide his sticks. And he is on my back right now, like, oh, don't you really? fucking do it. He's like, don't wait, that's my stash. That's my stash. That's my stash. <laughs> like, sorry, bud, I got to plant some stuff here. Mm. Old Leonard. Oh, Leonard. Do you let um, Sadie hang out with you in the garden while you work on it? or I totally would, except our, our garden is not fenced in, so she'd have to be on a leash. Oh, okay. And that would be a hassle. Uh, it is yeah. one of my long-term goals to have a fence around the yard, but, uh, you know, me being me, I can't, like, just go get a normal-ass wooden fence. I'm like, ooh, I want it to be cast iron and right. you know, made to fit our yard perfectly, and they come and weld it on site, and that costs a bazillion dollars, and... Oh, yeah. God. So it's been, you know, six years that hasn't happened for that reason. But someday, someday, Linda. Well, you know, it's like do it right or don't do it at all. That's what I'm saying, Linda. Yeah. But oftentimes this is this is the wrong Lenny. the wrong mode. Yeah. Like that that is my normal operating procedure, but uh, it is sometimes the wrong operating procedure for the problem at hand. And it's very <laughs> possible that uh, a fence around the yard is a perfect example of something that you should just do the like cheapest yeah. most practical way first because we could have had a fenced in yard for five years and we've gone five years without a fenced in yard taking the dog out on a leash every single time she has to go on a walk uh oh my because, god because of this uh i will so. say the number of the number of hours that it would have saved you is worth the number of dollars it would cost to redo it probably yeah probably but whatever you know live your life everyone's just doing the best they can yeah so anyway, no, I I would love her to hang out in the garden, though. She would, uh, Sadie is definitely territorial of the house. She would, if any dogs were to walk by, she would bark at them angrily from the yard, I'm sure, which... She's yippy. Is definitely not yippy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a loud, scary bark. It ain't a yip. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's more of like a... She, is she, she a woo-woo dog? Or yeah, like she's a woo-woo uh, and a, a big just scream, just a scream kind of dog. 
Yeah. Loves to yell. I know that. I know that scream. Yeah. I had an Australian shepherd who would just be like, ah! Yeah, that, like, that exactly. As loud just, as possible. Yes, just as loud yeah. as possible. From zero to as loud as possible. <laughs> with no warning most of the time. Yeah, and it terrifies you. It's very startling. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how she do. Cool. Have uh, I got to say, I, the whole like uh, coronavirus thing has completely invaded my dreams. In all of my dreams now, uh, everybody is social distancing. Nobody is shaking anybody's hands. Everyone's wearing masks. Uh, no matter yeah. what the context of the dream, this is like the new the new normal. Uh, is this true for yeah. you too? Or are you still having normal ass dreams? No, absolutely. Mine and I actually wrote in my like journal diary thing. Um, it was like an important note for me to want to remember later that Mark and I both have been totally weirded out in our dream space about this. Yeah. Which I didn't expect it to happen so quickly or for it to be so pervasive, but yeah, it's like in all of my dreams now, I even it can be, it can be some completely detached context, some, you know, non-linear abstract, you know, non-representative bullshit where there's just like, you know, shapes and people floating in space but uh yeah everybody's wearing masks and they won't uh, they won't go near <laughs> each other and you know so and you people, said will, that... people will try and like hug me or shake my hand and i'm like no 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 you no. can't like that's the worst thing that your brain can come up with right now like what if someone tried to hug you oh god in public the horror <laughs> yeah. um and you said that you had a dream that you and hillary had to take me in yeah yeah you showed up there last night you you needed a home because New York had gotten so horrible that you uh, had to move out of the city. Wow. I wonder if that'll happen. Uh, I don't think so because even if, it, even if it gets horrible, like moving people out of the city would be much worse for all the spread of everything than right. keeping people Right. So I would there. just be stuck here. You would just be yeah, stuck Yeah. After I found out my sister went to, down to Florida um, since her husband is still flying and he's based out of Miami. Um, and I was like, I could just go to her house in Georgia. And nobody would want us there, so we'd have to quarantine for a few weeks at least. Yeah, I don't think. But the, I was like, from what I know about Serenity, I don't think they're going to be arms open to uh, you know some people from New York just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, hey guys. Um, but then I put that to rest because I realized, and I'm not just saying this just because you just said it, but they don't have a fenced-in yard, and I was like, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to walk the dog every day. That's Barbaric. Yeah, because if we're if we're super quarantined, that's true. Then I wouldn't be able to like walk Lenny. You have to just get um, like a two hundred foot leash and just let him out the door. You stay inside holding it, and then you reel him back yeah. in whenever he's done. Exactly. Fishing for Lenny's. Oh, he's so happy with his sticks right now. I pulled out some really big ones and just put him in the middle of the patio, and he's just laying here like deep throating a giant <laughs> stick. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What is it about sticks and dogs? Is it that they, like, kind of remind them of, like, animal bones or something? I think that dogs... Here's my theory. I think that their gums are always, like, slightly agitated, especially at his age, because, like, he is teething. He's losing teeth teething constantly. Teething makes a lot of sense, sure. Yeah. And but I don't know about when they're older. It's just, like... It's like they dominated their own tiny kingdom, which is, like... The most menial part of a tree. Yeah, but some dogs, you know, Sadie safe. is not a branch dog. She's not a toy dog at all. She doesn't care about stuff, period. What kind of dog is Sadie? Sadie sounds more and more like me as a 13-year-old. <laughs> I mean, than... uh, <laughs> she mostly just likes to sleep and cuddle and uh, eat. 
That's kind of her main priorities in life. Yeah, she's an insecure preteen. A little bit, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) Um, She does also like to run around the house barking. She loses her fucking mind when a delivery truck is in the neighborhood, which she can hear from, you know, 10 miles away. And we're getting like a front row seat to it really for the first time because all the mail trucks and garbage trucks and stuff come while we're at work every day. But now we're home and like... She becomes apoplectic for like 45 seconds. She's like, she thinks she was being murdered. Uh, and then she just goes back to normal as soon as the truck leaves. But, wow. Uh, yeah. She's not actually in the grand scheme of things like a very barky dog. Like I've known many, many more dogs that are much, you know, bark much more much frequently. Barkier. But, uh, but yeah, if she hears a truck, she's going to lose her shit. Other than that, though, yeah. it's just sitting on the couch. She, uh, she loves the couches. Got it. Yep. She's a cuddler. She's a 100% cuddle pig. All through and through. Aww. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I do too. Some some of our neighbor's dogs just don't like to be touched, really, which is weird for me. Like, I, I feel like most dogs really at least, at least like being pet, but these dogs just don't really. It's so, like you try and pet them, and they just kind of like, ah, they, like walk away from you. And I'm like, I don't. What is that? I, I couldn't. I need a dog that wants to be cuddled, damn it. That's like half the reason to have a yeah. dog. Yeah, last night I was so happy. I was watching. I don't even remember what we were watching, but. The thing I remember about it is that Lenny was just like laying in my lap, chewing on something, and I was just like grooming each individual tiny little knot that's forming in his fur. Mm. And he loves it. It's just like family. Yeah, I uh, I woke up at like two a.m. last night and could not get back to sleep until like seven, uh, and that was just prime lay and pet the dog times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lenny's still in his crate at night. Sadie which... is usually crated at night, uh, and we've taken to like putting her in her crate, but then she'll we'll leave the door open, and she'll usually come out like I don't know around five or six in the morning. She'll like stir and then hop and get in bed with us, and that's a good balance because you get to sleep yeah. well for most of the night, but you still get to wake up with a cute dog right in your face, which is nice. I like that. Yeah, that's what I want. But the problem is, like, he I don't trust him to hold his bladder, so we take right. him out, like, the second he wakes up. And yeah. that kind of just, like, interrupts the flow, you know? Yes, yes. But we'll get there someday. Yeah, you'll Ooh. get there. That's true. Nothing like finding a piece of slate with a metal object. It's great. Some good garden sounds you got going on there. It's a good backdrop. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Let's do this one again. There's going to be some garden ASMR people out there that are <laughs> getting their rocks off to this. Yeah. Maybe you can find a way to delete our voices from the audio and just release the, uh, what's it called? Ambient track. As somebody who struggles to even like uh, censor out you saying your address on air, I don't think removing <laughs> a whole channel of audio is uh, really within my purview and skill set. You know, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Just, just throwing it out there. Um, have you what what is your like uh, go to media in this time? Have you been like uh, binging anything or uh, finding any new music, podcasts, uh, TV shows that you uh, can recommend to people? Um, nope. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I actually right before you called, um, I was reading this old well, it's from twenty nineteen, but a Harper's article called machine politics because i have a book group that's meeting tonight to talk about it um and it's just about how uh technology has shaped politics and vice versa Sounds in history yeah i think you would really like it you should read it i feel like i should um, read more regular books yeah 
I am just trying. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Ooh, it's a little creepy crawly. You would have hated that one. Oh, it was like you know the commercials, creepy crawlers. Like this is what I just dug up, like the real life version of one of those, like a big centipede or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh you ever go back and watch those uh those ads from the like the mid to late nineties that were on all the television? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have occasionally. They're insane. Also, they are completely manic, like lunacy. Yeah, and while, like, I know this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but while I've been doing all of this um, gardening, like, I didn't have parents who did a ton of gardening. If they did, they did it, like, while playing video games or something. I wasn't very much involved. But yeah, me neither. the main memories that I have are from, like, commercials. Commercials that were marketing, oh. like, like, weed killers. And, like, I can just remember, like, the graphics of, like, a weed killer, like, penetrating down to the root. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, growing up in the suburbs, it's a lot of, uh, you know, lawn care. How to get right. the most perfectly even rectangle of grass, which is the, right. apparently the most desirable type of garden for most Americans. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was, like, recalling that. Because to me, I looked at this weed and I just, like, got a big, long shovel thing and just, like, cut it out. Down like, to the roots? Goddamn, like a goddamn man, Andy. And, yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a thing for this that I remember because this weed-killing-poison commercial is stuck in my brain from probably, like, 1992. I am oftentimes just shocked and dismayed at how many commercials from the mid-'90s are ingrained in my head forever and taking oh, yeah. up some kind of brain space that uh, I cannot exile them from. Yeah, exactly. I think about the Creepy Crawlers one a lot. I think about the Crossfire commercial a lot. Wait, what's Crossfire? Crossfire was that, I can say with, with confidence, because I, I replayed it again in college, uh, which I guess was not 10 years ago, but Crossfire was this horrible game where basically it was like a, a flat, open, like, uh, plastic board, and you each had a little, like, mounted gun on either side that would basically <laughs> shoot little ball bearings, like little metal beads, across this board, and there would oh be God. some number of like hockey puck style things in the middle of the board, and you're basically trying to shoot your beads to get them to go into your opponent's like end zone, basically. Right. Uh, but the game is horrible. Uh, it was like hung- hungry hippos, but with tiny metal. Kind of like the opposite like... of hungry hippos. Yeah. You instead of trying to eat yeah. all the beads, you were shooting the beads as projectiles to. Uh, and they, they would roll across the board. They would never, you know, get air. Uh, but you're basically trying to get them to knock <laughs> these little, like, you know, a, a puck shaped like a ninja star into your opponent's end zone. Oh but the the commercial just yells at you like, crossfire, crossfire, <laughs> and just yells. Oh, I do remember that. All the yeah. time. And that whole commercial, like, the guy just yelling crossfire is just stuck in my head. They used to yell everything at us back then. Yeah. It really, it, ah, uh, it was like a time um, of just, like, manic brightly colored yes. flashing Yelling. screaming screaming like, fucking gack like because <laughs> ah. like you know i i always assume that like the trend of all media has been to shorter and shorter attention spans over time but i actually think that's maybe not the case i think we kind of like peaked at short attention span television sometime around our childhood and now actually i feel like you know like i've watched some shows that are also kind of like kids shows like uh you know i watch adventure time adventure time rules um and, like, that show is a little fast-paced, but it's not anywhere near as manic as I feel like these, these shows used to be. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. 
Anyway, like Adventure Time is like slow and creative, and it makes you like enter an imaginary world land. Well, it, I mean, it does like a lot happens in an episode of Adventure Time. Like it is pretty fast paced. There's not a lot of like dead space, but right. the the pacing is a very conscious, considered thing that they are using as a creative tool to like set a mood. And it changes right. from episode to episode, and it changes from scene to scene and character to character. And all this old stuff was just like, you know, jam the gas pedal to the floor, uh, you know. Yeah, and the camera the was like time. panning in, panning <sighs> out. <sighs> yeah, quick swipe across the room mom's face close up whoa, whoa. yeah i feel like it was I, honestly I, I wonder if part of it is that it's that when that's when like maybe all of these like video editing things became like just that much more accessible and so people were yeah. like we can do it we can do a, a swipe and a slide and a transition like why wouldn't we do it constantly uh and then like you yeah. know over the course of a decade we all grew full of that and we're like all right well no more of that let's actually you know yeah. approach this as a considered art form now instead of just bam 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 it is fun though. Woo! Getting all hyped up just thinking about it. Yeah. Cross fire. I found a, I found two new podcasts uh, in the past like thirty six hours that I'm excited about. Uh, Ooh, what are they? Because I do need some new content. I'm finding I have to like abandon some of my more intense yeah. content. I have yeah. I have definitely like uh, there are some things I have returned to that I had taken a break from because I wanted to hear like their specific take on what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. examples of that are like I haven't listened to This American Life in ages uh, it was, oh same here it was the first I thing that got me too. into podcasts uh, like way back in the day like you know circa 2009 maybe uh, is when I like discovered This American Life and like binged the whole thing and then I discovered that I actually like other kinds of podcasts more and then never really went back to that kind of podcast but I did listen to a couple episodes of that because you know their whole we make a show every week about what's going on in America is like well that's pretty <laughs> curious to see what you're doing so I went back, yeah. to, went back to that. I went back to uh, the Bodega Boys. You listen to the Bodega Boys? Uh, I didn't, but I, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's just uh, two two uh, entertainers from the Bronx that uh, make this podcast that is very, uh, very, um, what's the word for it? Not iconoclastic, but it's like, you know, they're, they're having like, you know, hot takes or whatever and, uh, you know, making a lot of jokes at the expense of everything. Uh, so they're like a very interesting voice to hear from at this moment, too. Uh, but then I also like some shows I have I've dropped because I'm like I just can't listen to this show anymore because it's all of a sudden you know doesn't fit the right right. Thing. But the new shows like I like I'm found, not gonna listen to like a murder mystery right now. I think right you. I never did that. But but yeah I, I've dropped some other things too. I can see how some things just don't have the right tone for the time. Uh, right. Anyway, um, new shows. So uh, Paul F. Tompkins and his wife, uh, her <gasps> name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. Uh, are making a show called Stay F. Homekins, which... Oh, my God. I need this. I need this. I need this. It's really good because they're both just stuck in their house, and they record an episode a week, uh, and they are obliquely talking about... I mean, it's it's a podcast about being stuck at home because of the isolation, so um, that's a pretty good one. A a pleasant surprise in that one is that uh, Janie dramatically overpowers Paul F. Tompkins. Really? She talks most, most episodes, which is I did not expect because he is such a kind of showman, uh, and it's like, you know, he always, like... He, he, the man loves the spotlight, right? It's, it's part of why his career has been so been what it is. Yeah, and that's why um, there's so many podcasts that get the PFT bump. Right, but he is uh, he's he takes a back seat to Janie in this show. She uh, she definitely likes he likes she likes to talk perhaps more than he does. Uh, and I, I had heard that's her awesome. on a couple of interviews before, but uh, definitely gave no personality more through this show. Uh, and it's nice. It's just you know a nice couple and their nice marriage and hearing how they're coping with these things and they're making jokes. Uh, so that's good. Cool. And then. Uh, 
even more exciting to me. So did you ever listen to, I think we've talked about this. You used to listen to You Look Nice Today, correct? Yeah. Yeah, this was I like. I have listened to it. You Look Nice Today was the original, for me at least, like it, it's what got me into improvisational, like, you know, uh, unscripted comedy podcasts where you get to know the characters on the show and it's not about like, they're not doing bits really. They're just, you know. Right. They're just talking amongst friends and doing stuff. Uh, which is now my favorite kind of podcast by a wide margin. Uh, anyway, I have kept their feet. That show has been been uh, out of out of print, as it were, for I think like six years at this point, maybe even more. But I keep the feed in all of my podcasters because you never know. And they came out with a new episode on Saturday, uh, which was a the first episode of a new podcast the three guys are making. Same three dudes. Uh, so you know uh, Merlin, Adam, and Scott, uh, and they're making a show called California King. So the first Ooh. episode of that is out now. Uh, I, I don't know if they are doing it explicitly because they are stuck inside and need something else to do, but uh, I'm very grateful for that as well. So those are my yeah. recommendations. Stay at Home nice. Pins and California King podcasts. Very cool. I'm about. I'm going to listen to that Paul Tompkins one for sure. Yeah, Stay at Home Pins is pretty good. It's also got a good name. I just, I just love his like attitude. His attitude oh. is right for right now. Like He's very sympathetic. He's really good at talking about serious and hard things. But in a way that just makes you feel like you're getting a hug. He is, uh, yes, I admire a lot about the man, uh, and that is a big part of it. He's, he also like, he's he's one of my go-to examples when people are like, well, you can't like be funny without offending some people, and it's like, no, you can't actually. You can yeah. be, you can be maybe one of the funniest men alive today, and also uh, never offend anybody, basically, because uh, you're just sensitive, also, and not a total asshole. Yeah, exactly. Very much appreciate him. Uh, I miss Spontaneation. I miss it so much, Linda. That was one of my favorite shows when it was on. Uh, and I Same. I understand why it was so hard to make because of all of the like coordinating that had to happen. But uh, I do really miss yeah. that show. I He's gotten really close to getting me to get a Stitcher uh, premium membership, which I have been avoiding like the plague because I do not want more things that are taking money from me every single month, more like, you know, little parasites right. sucking my resources away from me. <laughs> but uh, he has a show... Uh, on that with oh god i can't remember the other comedian's name this is bad that i don't know, don't know the other comedian's name because uh, she's also very uh accomplished anyway they have a show called oh. neighborhood, neighborhood listen where uh it's an improv lauren comedy. lapkus no no it's not lauren lapkus uh, oh it's not her no. okay for once <laughs> yes it's not her for once <laughs> let me get her name I, sh I should not uh anyway it's called the neighborhood listen and it's a show imp improv show that is uh they're both playing characters, so they're not playing themselves. They play the same characters every week, and the idea is that they have these are two members of a neighborhood that have a like neighborhood watch style podcast. Um, Nicole Parker is the other comedian. Oh, cool! But uh, the, so it's improv comedy. But what spawns all of the improv is posts from next door <laughs> that they oh that they then read as if they were submissions from their listeners. Uh, See, and then... that's genius because the content is going to replenish itself. Yes, yeah, it's a great idea. They for don't a even show. have to rely on yeah. I've heard clips here and there, uh, but I refuse to join Stitcher Premium. So I will wait a year for it to come out on non Stitcher Premium. I yeah. guess, which is what I end up doing. <laughs> It's funny because I think that I'm accidentally paying for Stitcher Premium. Yeah, that's that's the danger. That's why I won't get it because I know that I'll be like, you know, it, it, either it's a it's a like thing I have to keep track of and then like get rid of whenever I don't want it anymore, and then I think about it like constantly, like all the time that I have this thing that's floating in the background, like or I just don't get it and I just say, you know what, there's lots of podcasts out there. I'll wait for this one to hit the free feed. Yeah, Which and it's the thing that like it's the thing that none of the podcasters want. Like they joke about it a lot on Comedy Bang Bang and stuff, but they're like. It's like a button to a joke that you're behind the paywall. Yeah. That means you haven't quite made it. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I respect people that are trying to find other ways to monetize podcasts besides trying to sell me the same pair of underwear and mattress uh, every single yeah. episode because yeah. uh, I don't know how effective that is. I mean, having had podcasts that had advertising on them before, I can tell you that I don't think it's effective as, as the people that were selling the ads. So uh, I yeah. don't quite know how that industry is working out. And I love podcasts dearly. So uh, I would I would gladly, like if the Neighborhood Listen was just a premium podcast and they were like, give us... $20 and you can have access to the feed forever. I would 100% do it. Uh, I yeah. just do not want another leech, another, you know, another sucky thing stuck to me all the time. Another subscription. I just can't do it. I know. Are these leads too loud? Uh, no, it's good. Like I said, garden ASMR. Okay, cool. Ooh, I have one other recommendation I remembered now while we're talking about Super Premium. Yeah. Uh, this is a show in a very different style. This is, uh, this is actually the kind of show that you might think uh, people I would be abandoning right now because it has nothing to do with the current moment and is almost like tone deaf to it, but ends up actually being very right for this moment, I think. Um, it's a show called Blowback, uh, and it is oh. a uh, perspective history show all about the run-up to and execution of the Iraq War. Um, and Whoa. So, you know, it's talking about this other period in history, which is, I, I mean... I'm surprised how far away it's been. Like, it feels like it's more recently. It's been like 20 years or whatever. Like, it's been a long time. Oh, my God. Since the whole thing yeah. started. Um, anyway, uh, it's made by a couple of, uh, like, leftist dudes uh, who are also have, like, a comedy bent, I guess. I'm not actually entirely don't, sure. Don't um, like it. Um, what don't you like? Leftist. You don't like leftists? I'm just kidding. Are you just Sorry, doing an impersonation of somebody that doesn't like leftists? <laughs> A very rude one. Yes. Yeah, apparently. Anyway, uh, it is. Whoa! Uh, perhaps... Hold on. Hold the phone. I'm holding. Sorry. It. Well, there's no phone. I'm going deserves... to hold, hold my computer. I just found a what appears to be carved. It says "Made in India" on the bottom. Um, dinosaur. Ooh. I think it's carved out of like stone. There's really old stuff back here. That's kind of um, wild. Yeah, there was this, uh, this house was built in 1857, and I found some, like, really old iron gardening tools back here, and now this little alligator. All right, go ahead. No, it's fine. I was just going to say that uh, listening to a podcast about relatively recent history uh, has, I don't know, been some, some, some kind of nice escape from our current hell world, just to imagine the other hell world we were in. It's also, um, you know... <laughs> Like, the Iraq War was a different kind of uh, total unmitigated disaster, but it yeah. was, uh, like, I, it, it's nice to hear about a thing that, you know, we ostensibly got through. And obviously, that's recognizing that we were never yeah. that suffered. Like, we didn't suffer from the Iraq War. Like, all the Iraqis and everyone else in the Middle East, they all suffered from the Iraq War, and they probably would not look back on it and say, oh, yeah, I'm glad we got over that. Uh, right. But politically, like, you know, it's it's... I don't know, somewhat comforting to be reminded of a time where everything was so utterly fucked uh, and somehow, you know, we came through it on the other end and maybe are better now than we were then, even though things seem horrible. I don't know. It's it's a very well-produced <laughs> show, though. Um, the first episode cool. is free. That's the one I've heard. Uh, the rest, I think, is such a premium still, so I also haven't heard the rest of the episodes yet. So I guess I can only, really only recommend the first episode, technically. Yeah. Anyway. Lenny found a ball. He's very excited Ooh, about balls it. Balls and sticks. Living the dream. Yeah. While he's deep throwing um, that stick, he can remember to work the ball. <laughs> oh, Andy. You started it. Oh, Andy. You started um, it. Dude. 
Oh, yeah, I just don't know how to be a person right now. It's yeah, hard. It's uh, I I don't really know either. Um, Hillary was saying today, she's like, I should do something other than play Animal Crossing today. I'm like, no, you definitely should. Like if you like, if, yeah, like if you are finding joy in that right now, like take any joy you can get, uh, squeeze it, squeeze all the life out of it, because there will be some day of this quarantine where Animal Crossing will bring you no joy. And if that day is not today, then uh, you should then... you know soak it all up while you can. Exactly. Um, that's kind of. Oh my god, right I was now. so excited i was able to get mark to set up his own little animal crossing buddy last night on your island yeah nice i was very excited very very cool but yeah I, so you're, I, you're over it no i'm not over it definitely not uh okay cool. i just was trying to talk about something else instead of just animal crossing i mean we could talk about oh, the turnip okay. market all you want if you want to talk about the turnip market <laughs> well but, i don't understand the turnip market because like I do you want me to explain it like <laughs> Well, where do you even get turnips? So you can only get turnips Sunday mornings from the traveling turnip saleswoman who is a pig with a big boomer oh, okay. coming out of her nose. Her name Got is it. Daisy May. I have not met her. Yeah. You have to play Sunday mornings to see her between, you know, whatever, 2 a.m. and so is she, noon. Is she like the stock market or something? Yeah. So the turnips are essentially like, so this is actually a cool bit of trivia. I turned, it turns out that actually the word in Japanese for stock, like a stock in a company is basically the same word or like a homonym for the word turnip, which is why they're turnips oh. in this game. Um, and yeah, basically like the turnips are kind of an emulation of the stock market. And basically like you can buy an arbitrary number of turnips on Sunday morning from this woman for whatever price she is selling them for. And then throughout the week, uh, Twice a day, there will be a new price posted in your store they are buying the turnips for. So if the price oh. is high, you can sell. If the price is low, you obviously don't want to sell. Uh, and there's a couple of other details. One of the details is that if you keep the turnips for a whole week, when Daisy May comes back on Sunday, uh, they will all go rotten and you'll lose all your money. So like, oh, it's, it's a one-week kind of investment. You can't just like wait and wait on them forever. Um, the other detail is you can't put the turnips in storage in your house. So if you buy a bunch of turnips, you have to like find somewhere in your island to stash them or carry them around in your pockets all week until you can sell them. Do you them. have to? Can you bury them? Uh, yeah, I think you can bury them. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. This is like a weird mixture of like libertarianism and like capitalism and. Yeah, it's kind of it's like it's kind of like stock market. market. It's also kind of like gambling. Like it's it's because I mean, which yeah. I mean, the stock market is already kind of like gambling, I guess. But yeah, exactly. You, know, you have this like uh, you know. If you're there on Wednesday and you have like a pretty good price, are you gonna like sell them all on Wednesday, or are you gonna wait for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hope to do better, but maybe not do better and have to sell them for a lower price? You don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's the turnip market in Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Cool. All right, we've talked about Animal Crossing for the day. We did yeah, it. there's our Animal Crossing topic covered. <laughs> um, I agree, Linda. It is hard to be a person right now. I don't know what it means to be a person. Uh, it's. Uh, it's, I keep reminding myself that we're just, we are not built emotionally to be able to be exposed to as much information as we have access to. Uh, yep. And so it is just overwhelming to know, to look at all these graphs. I made a channel in a, you know, our like company Slack, an optional channel for talking about the like news of COVID if you wanted to. I just called the channel Scary Graphs. Like if you want to see some scary graphs, join the Scary Graphs channel. We can talk about <laughs> how terrifying they all are. That's um, cool. But yeah, it's just like uh, we're not we're not really built emotionally to be able to handle that amount of information and knowledge about just how much everything's fucked. Right. So Linda, take uh, take escape in the garden. I am. Hopefully, I find some more dinosaurs. Exert some control over that little patch of earth that you can manipulate. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because 
humans intervening in nature is good and never causes any problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sh I'm sure you have plans in 30 minutes, but if you don't, we are watching a horrible movie. Oh, what are you watching? We are watching uh, Johnny Mnemonic. That's the like Disney Channel original movie from... No, it is... Oh, I'm, that's doing Johnny Tsunami is a Disney Channel yeah. original movie. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Mnemonic is Keanu Reeves. Uh, I want you to play, actually, the trailer for our podcast to listen to. Um, because Sure, it... I can drop the audio in later. Actually, you know what? I can probably do it right now if you give me two seconds. Yeah, I'm sending you... The I can YouTube do this link. live. Like, this is the kind of content that I'm really craving right now. What I am sending you and that what we're about to play for our Google. listeners. Right, Lenny. Your channel, I guess. Let's see. Delete that. Map this to your channel. Johnny Mnemonic. Trailer HD. Tell me if you can hear this, Linda. Okay. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. The year is 2021. It is no longer safe to transmit information. Phones, computers, and satellites are all vulnerable. But there is a solution. Your storage capacity? I can carry nearly 80 gigs of data in my head. Input the data into the brain of a human courier, like Johnny Mnemonic. Hit me. Like, I had to dump a chunk of long-term yeah. memory. You had to dump a chunk of what? I know. That's like what the My matrix. childhood. It was like meant to be like the matrix, but it failed horribly. Making a There's long a point where they say, I got the goods, Ralphie. Now That's I just want to get them out of my head. Now, in a future, we locked on him. And it's supposed to take your place the information, in the year Control the world. I've been charged with recovering the head of the mnemonic courier. Everyone so anyways, that's what we're going to watch for a in Johnny's head. I think we'll pass on that, but <laughs> I actually... Uh, I don't understand why. I was uh, We were playing some uh, some remote board games with my, my family the other day, and uh, my, my brother-in-law and I share uh, a love for The Room, the movie, which I'm sure you've seen. We've probably talked about it oh, at some yeah. point. And my mother's never seen it. And we had the idea that, like, well, you know, while we're on quarantine, this is probably a good time to, uh, you know, I'll get on video chat and then show my mother the room together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which may happen. My mom point. would just be so confused. Yeah. No, my mom is definitely going to be very confused. She's not going to get it at all. It's not her. Yeah. But that's going to be part of the fun, I think. Yeah. Well, and then, you great. know, you remember that the movie is actually just like 20% extremely awkward graphic sex scenes, which, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. Good stuff. I've actually never seen it. Wait, really? No. Would, do you think you would like it? Do you generally like uh, like stuff that's just so unbelievably bad that you can't believe it exists? Oh, yeah. Well, then you got to yeah, watch it, I Linda. Think, I know. And I think I'd want to watch it like when it's in theaters, which it normally is. Yeah, he, uh, um, he still travels the country. I mean, obviously not right now, but uh, when, uh, when the world is not locked down, Tommy Wiseau still travels the country and does midnight showings of The Room yeah. in theaters all over the place. Uh, I have seen and I've that seen, myself. I've and seen the is... Disaster Artist. Yeah. Oh, you wait. You watched the Disaster Artist without seeing the room? <laughs> yeah, because oh. I mean, I just I feel like I've already seen. Oh. It. I mean, I know I haven't seen it, but Linda. it feels like I've seen it. Gosh. Andy. Oh dear. Well, you know what, Linda? When this all uh, when this all clears up, uh, if, if the world does in fact return to some semblance of normalcy, and Tommy Uso begins touring again, 
Uh, I will come to New York to go see a midnight showing of The Room with you. Uh, this is that my, sounds great. This is my promise. Let's take this show on the road. Yeah, let's do it. And we will rec- we'll okay. record an episode right after, and it will be great. <laughs> sounds great. All right. Bye, Andy. All right, Linda. Bye-bye. Enjoy your garden. Thank you. Bye.